and welcome to the Acolytes of Merlin. Uh, today we will be discussing the uh, other parts of uh, Towers of Midnight, Book 13 of the Wheel of Time, the parts that we didn't get to in the first episode, and even some parts that we should have gotten to in the first episode. Or, or got to, but didn't get to well enough. <laughs> Indeed. We are your hosts, John. And Johnny. And... The uh, the stuff that we missed or um, didn't cover adequately enough isn't uh, isn't too long. Um, we didn't say much about Elaine, um, and it's worth noting that she does have um, a hand in uh, trying to root out Masana. Uh, she. Um, has a fight with the black sisters with with several black sisters. Um, That's in Came One, or is that in Came One? I think it is in Came One. Yeah, and um, she has been making copies of Matt's medallion, and she gets the tables turned on her, and she loses. I think all of them except the original. Um, but it's, I, I just thought it was uh, interesting how she got away. She swung the medallion. She was getting shielded by someone, and then she swung the medallion at them to make them catch it and stop channeling. And then, yeah. And then she, and then she breaks free of the shield. No, that's a neat like use of that mm-hmm. item. <laughs> <laughs> Only from Sanderson. <laughs> yes, yes. That 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 is a very that is a very San that is a very Sanderson thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess uh, the other thing with Matt and Elaine is the um, the, t- the the proper testing of Aludra's dragons, the weapons, yes. the, the explosive weapons. So that is kind of like the school, like Rand School. Yeah, it's, it's much of a the technology in like semi modern, not semi modern, but like. Technology we've seen in our world applied to this context. There are changes happening that are on a different trajectory from the main story of the last battle that will have ramifications after the story is long gone. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's good because not everything that happens is solely going to serve the story being told. Well, yeah, well, and especially in a story like this where it's about this larger world and, well, what's going to happen after, uh, what's going to happen after the war's over, assuming that if, if, if they do win, hmm. uh, <laughs> what, what, what's going to happen afterwards? Uh, and this is right. one of those things. Yes, which could lead us right into... I think you were on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right into a um, a very nice uh, callback to one of the best scenes in the series mm -hmm. um, with Avienda's um, vision of the future through Ruidian, which um, details a future where... The Dark One is defeated, um, and there is a peace between the Shanshan and the continent, but only west of the uh, spine of the world. 
Oh, right, right, yeah. So that means that the Shan Chen, like the 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 Shan Chen are encroaching onto into the into the Aiel Waste or the Threefold Land, and the Aiel are engaging them. And yes. um, this is all through Avienda's descendants. So one of them, which, which that's a really neat twist that it's her descendants rather than her, oh, and it was, uh, it was right. Rand's ancestors. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Such a, yeah, yeah. So it makes. I mean, yeah. It, yes, it makes it's sense. Gonna, the, the, the the future ancestors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the it, descendants. It, yeah, it makes sense. But. Um, and the the but but the nations. Are get pulled by the Aiel get pulled into the war um, by by uh, the okay Andor specifically gets pulled into the war against the Shanchan by the Aiel by tricking them, which shows a degradation in their honor, and then the Aiel hmm. just it just slowly descend into well it, the bringing Andor in the war into the war causes the Shanchan to defeat the Andorans, which gives them. Technology like Eludra's dragons, right? Which means that they just the Aiel, yeah, not. they just they just conquer everything, and eventually the Aiel are reduced to beggars and like One, just 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 un- unmentionables of society, right? Yeah, it's, which is the which I mean it 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 means partially the Tuatha. It's oh, it's like it almost worse. Version, it's like a version of the Tuatha on, but because like, it's not their choice, right? Yeah, they don't have any agency. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and and it's it that would signal the destruction of any culture, but it's particularly um, painful for the Aiel, for whom being in that state without honor, um, without strength of any kind. But yeah, it's, it's just like because the, the honor stuff it's is tied, right? Because the honor yeah. is all tied. The Gito is all tied to personal choices mm-hmm. uh, and like what you choose to do, and they can't choose anything because it's mm-hmm. run or die. <laughs> well, or, or 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 worse, or being or mm-hmm. be like adopt or um adopted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know. I, I'd never caught on to this before, but I guess obligation is the for this world is the other shard um, uh, together with honor. Uh, I don't. Well, all right. This yeah, is yes, okay. Yes, this the is, answer is yes. The, an, of the, the answer. The answer actually is yes. Um, yeah, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but yes, we'll, we'll go impromptu with that. stormlight reference for the win. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, um, so that that was bring that back up in the Oathbringer podcast. Okay, so just, that, just so I can like say what I was going to say. Okay, but that yeah, that was um, that was a great sequence, and it was a, I, I think it was a, um, an ultimately successful. Successor to the previous one, one, something that even Jordan considered one of his best scenes or, or sequences that he'd ever written. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's yeah, and it, it's a, it's a tw- it's a twist on that. It's, it gives you this sense of there's just this sense of 
loss and, of just loss throughout the whole thing, uh, which is really a powerful sequence, or yeah. leads to a really powerful, powerful sequence. And the original setup um, back in book four is just so brilliant. Can you imagine being just handed a, a version of that setup as a writer? And just being like, you you have all these uh, stories, individual stories that show progression of a society, and you have to make them very emotional at their core, go crazy. Sanderson must have just been like, oh, this is great. Yeah, he's, yes, that would, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, one of your boys? Yes, one of my boys. Um or the people surrounding one of my boys. So the Black Tower, we touched on this a tad, but we'll do a little more in-depth into it here. So Androl is uh, a is an Ashraman, or well, or he's a, I forget which rank he is, but he is in... He is, I think he's a soldier. I think he's as low, I think he's just first rank. Yeah, I th- but yes, yeah. So he's, so his character is he's an underdog who can't really do a lot much of anything with the one power he's not Um, he's not strong yeah he's not strong uh and so so at least so in this book we get it's him and pravara who is a red archer person and several other people notice other people either disappearing or going up to times whatever palace thing he has Mm -hmm. and when they see them afterwards they're different yeah, uh, and good. And it's relative. It's it also it's relatively known which Ashaman because there's also Logain is also there. Yes, and he's also a figure of some renown because he was the, I, I, he was a false dragon first. Yes, before even yes. Taim. So he holds some sway, um, and he's kind of developed another faction. And yes, um, it's mentioned that. Every all the Ashaman that are, are more friendly with Taim seem to be getting the um, Ashaman pin, their dragon. Yes, and all of Logan's people are aren't. not. And since Taim is the one that was in, at least with that Rand at least uh, officially invested with that power. Uh, of just handing those out, so yes. it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. But, but, but yeah, it, it's it's still a thing, and people notice and. Yeah, they realize that just something bad or weird and bad is happening. Mm-hmm. And the nice mystery is always good. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I won't say too much more than that. Uh, the The only thing I'll say is that we could have gotten a lot of, like, in the slog. Well, I don't like using that phrase, but it just because it's... It's a catch-all. But yeah, it's a catch-all. So, like, in the slog, they could have used... You, instead of having, say, like the... And I might have probably brought this up before at some point. But instead of having... Like, here's another scene with Fael in captivity. Or here's... Here's Matt and Tuan in the circus walking for another, like, chapter. They could have had just another... Even if it's just another chapter just with Andril and Pavara and company... Well, Andril didn't. Andril is a Sanderson creation, but people in the Black Tower um, 
just seeing things starting to take a turn for it's starting to become different in the Black Tower. I would I would have liked to see how um, Jordan would have made, or, or if Sanderson had been able to do it, if he'd been able to do it for more books, right? Um, how they could have made the Black Tower politicking both the similar but different. Yes, because uh, you, from the White Tower, right? Because it would it would have ultimately probably been. A ve- it would have eventually turned into a Logan more Camp Logan v Camp Time, which you type could thing. argue that could be seen as a bit of a retread, since it is uh, has already been but, happening in the White but, Tower. Right, but but the thing with the White Tower is that there's all of the all the eyes that I have their own little agendas. So even like though you have the various camps. Uh, they, they still have their own agendas and there's other like the whole thing is they're always plotting behind everyone else's back mm-hmm. and so it, it's with the black tower it wouldn't it, there'd be some of that but it would be it'd be less but a little less behind the back more mystery weird types well not i don't say more mystery but like no it's not really and and i just think it would be from that perspective it would be strictly worse because you have all of the you have the factions on on, on the one hand you have the, the the different factions but on a less individual level yes. um, you still have something nefarious shadow wise going on yes. in there um, but it doesn't have the the Politicking, uh, like, 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 no, the, like the individual, no. um, just factions on such a granular level. Now, if they had leaned into, because what's the main difference between these Ashaman and the Aes Sedai? I mean, the Ashaman are trained to kill. That, that yes, primarily, but also they haven't been Ashaman for very long. That's true. So, yeah. what if they leaned into? The fact that these guys were farmers until a year ago, that's true. And so true. They, they were they're they're able to recall more things about their about their lives and how it plays more of a a factor into their decisions. Yes, no, that could stop from being a retread. I'm just sorry because this would because <laughs> this would have been really really interesting. Uh, but it, and again, and you, and and that way you can still you don't you can still save some of this stuff for late, like some of the revelation, like heavier heavier revelations for later on with all of this. But you can just start developing it, and like we're not spending five chapters of the circus walking from point A to point A and a half to point B <laughs> to point B and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but anyways. Uh, what could have been? Yeah, but anyways. But yeah, the Black Tower is great, and that's all for now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get to the uh, the meat of things. Well, um, real quick. Even in... Sorry. One more thing on that. Even when Jordan was still writing it, the last scene of Knife of Dreams is is the whole... The, Let the Lord of Chaos reign, <laughs> and they all just kind of start laughing. So, like, you know, like, it's not like he didn't have some of this thought out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways. <laughs> um, well, he had, in regards to 
the tower and who's leading it, he had plenty thought out at the time. Of the what? Uh, that we are still, still have yet to have oh, yeah, confirmation oh, 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 on. Of the Black Tower, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're not totally there yet. Yes. So, alright. But, so, Egwene. Yes. Egwene still takes up a fair portion of this book, and it's re- it's a really um, important closure in this book. Um, yes. But it's it, she she had a lot of stuff happen in the book before, so it's it's not she's not quite the main focus. No, no. Like in fact, I would like I would say twelve is almost kind of her. I mean, no, there's a lot of Rand, but like she gets like. Her, her, yeah, she, she, her, like, she has more big character moments in, uh, t- uh, 12 than here. I mean, I just, I just glanced at the book, uh, at a couple of versions, and based on that, Egwene defends the tower from the Shanchan and Rand yells at a cloud. Yep, that's, yeah, th- right, that's the most important thing Rand does in the entire Gathering Storm. Uh, we, okay. we, 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 <laughs> we're not, be, we've beaten no, that to death. We, we have beaten that to death, so but we're done with that, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah but yes, Egwene, yeah. she does stuff, and some really, really cool stuff, but... Um, not quite the focus, which is okay because again, this is decision. Sanderson had to make decisions on how to split up different parts of the book, or the as he was handed to the the final book. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, and, and, that and was, he and he did, yeah he did uh, for the most part a really good yes. job at doing that. Okay, so um, first uh, we we talked a little bit about I guess this is one last retread. We talked a little bit about um the. The really tense meeting between Rand and Egwene um, at the beginning of the book. Yes, although Rand probably didn't feel like it was that tense. <laughs> no, he certainly didn't look that tense. Right, but anyways, but yes, go ahead. Um, but one thing that he says that really stuck out to me and I appreciated was that I, sus- I, I expect seeing her will still hurt, um, even after mm. all this time. Um, calling back to their... Uh, the, um, romance, the childhood, childhood romance, um, promise to one another. Pro- like yeah. this, this is this is a because th- it's like we're in this town and like oh, it's, it's we the, our parents were always talking about us getting together, so like we're probably going to get together. This is probably going to happen, right? And so there's still something of that in Rand, right? Which is interesting. Well, and it's just most interesting now that he would consciously acknowledge all of that stuff whereas prior to the end of the last book he would have denied the dragon's or, not supposed to feel no, any of that right. stuff yeah he's he's hard as stone and like or whatever other he uses whatever other analogies he he, he like uses internally <laughs> uh, prior to this book but, speaking um, of which I, I, I like and we'll get into one particularly good example of this in a bit but I like how there is a bit of overlap time wise between this book and the last one, where there are yeah. subtle signs of Rand being um, at parts of this book, he's still before his revelation. Yes, I, I do like how it, the overlap is used in this book because <laughs> it is like just the, the, the quickest of detours to Perrin, who we're saving. But uh, Tam is with Perrin, and he's like. 
I, I need to go. I'm getting involved in some Aes Sedai stuff, and it has to do with Rand. And that's right before their, their reunion. Their whole, yeah. Um, and then um, Elaine, I think it's Elaine, or maybe it was Avienda, someone he's bonded with is like, all she felt from him is a, is a, a cold anger these days. So that's still before the revelation. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, a good point. So it's, 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 he kind of goes back and forth because the book opens with Rand being, being Jesus, Jesus yeah. Rand. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really uh, interfere with the flow of the story at all because it's so they're, no they're just little hints right. covered here and there. Yeah, it's it's it, it's more of a like oh that's interesting. And going back to with the last book, it was interesting or just in general more of how of other people perceive seeing how other people perceive Rand, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. So in this case, it works in contrast to what we'll, I refer to as the B sides of uh, the um, cleansing scene, which is Crushes of Twilight. <laughs> yes, it's just it's just <laughs> less less overt and more consequential things are happening. Yeah, I was gonna say, yes, yeah, well, yeah, and, a big difference. Yes, and we actually care about the stuff that's happening now. <laughs> but we see the progression too, because uh, there's this line from Elaine that says. That's just so simple, but also so poignant. I think it's he, she says he's awakened, he's warm now. Hmm. Yeah. Can't you just feel that? It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Rand would. Yeah. And he also has this the uh, the other reunion with Tam, um, which is much more emotional. Um. What happens in that one in here? I actually. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. That's well. Right. It's it's in public. And he ho- hugs Tam and cries in public. Yeah, isn't that like? Is that in the? Okay, is that in the square? Like in the square yeah. in tier? I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that's the he he realizes that's the meaning of true emotional strength. Yes, of yes, like showing emotions is not bad, and bottling them up leads to bad things. Like, mm-hmm. like Rand the entire last three or four books. <laughs> 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 yeah, or or Darth Rand as I want to call as I will like referring to him as <laughs> the time. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, but okay, Egwene is in this book, and she probably demands that we get back to her. Um, the 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 bulk of the story is about um her going after Masana and finally bringing her down. And at first, because Masana just isn't that doesn't turn up that much in Forsaken no. Socials and her it, name isn't invoked very often. It's usually just like, oh, she's in the White Tower. So it, at first, to me, it felt kind of weird to have a whole book on beating her. But it makes sense when you consider that, like, she's the Black Aja Amerlin. And think about how much yes. impact Black Aja has had throughout the series. Yeah. Um, we're not getting just getting closure on Masana. We're getting closure on Leandrin, on Galena, yes, on that's... Alvieran. Yes. All of this the... far-reaching stuff that uh, she was uh, she was the origin of. Right, yeah. No, it's a good... Yeah, like, it's a good... And it's always like, and it was fun that it was a little different in how they took down, took her down compared to or just or even just the buildup of taking her down. I, I've liked a lot of these later Forsaken stuff. Um, felt like I felt the they've all felt their some of their various more recent demises. That's a word now have felt a little more different than some of the earlier ones, which has been 
cool. Um, like like well, se- like Samuel and is like fine. Like Samuel's fine. Well, it's, I think it's always yeah. been a mixture between decisive deaths and not decisive. Deaths. Or not, not even not 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 even the not decisive deaths, but the the way that the confrontations with them with them occur. Uh, so, like the in, I think the the coolest part of the Samuel scene is the opening when Rand and the Ashraman like port, travel into um, Ilian. Uh, like like that part, the fight is cool with Rand and Samuel, and there's some neat parts. But like Ravine, yeah, Ravine is the my current favorite of like the Rand one v one magic fight versus Forsaken stuff. Yeah. Uh, it could, it could, and like even like 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 Samurhaj is very different because that scene like it's not really a ba- like yeah it's a fight but that's there's lots of other <laughs> yeah the the a fight whole different is, type of tension the fight is uh, with uh, between Rand and uh, the true power really and a battle which he loses right yes uh, doesn't have much choice but yeah but anyways yeah. but yeah like the, just the, the, it was an interesting build up that was kind of different to a little it was refreshing to be a little different in that sense well it's, it's interesting because at least for the time being um even though masana was not bail fired she can't be resurrected because she's not dead right yeah because she because the wind just basically breaks her <laughs> breaks her mind yeah, yeah. Which we should talk about, like the <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we should talk about this scene. Even though, like, even though the one of the two best moments in the scene is Perrin's moment. Uh, yes, it, but we'll save yeah, that we'll, one. We'll save that one. Or do, do you want to just? Well, do you want to save the whole scene then, or? No. Well, I just to talk about because because um, We should talk about Egwene. Egwene. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Egwene in the scene. She. She, um... Well, so, so, so just to refresh real quick. So, it's... They've trapped Masana and various Black Aja sisters in the Dream World White Tower using a Dream Spike. And and they're basically hunting them all. There's this big battle in the Dream World between all the Black sisters, Black Aja sisters, and uh, not, Team Not Dark One. <laughs> Uh, and Egwene gets collared again um, yes. with with the Adam, and she is just just like no 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 no, but she fights through it, and she's like, "What? I'm not collared. That's that's fake news." And then it, and then it falls off. And then it's not. And then and then and then she basically. And then she just is is too much for Masana to handle. How much did you buy that? I don't know. I that it was just. I mean, it's one thing if she she has just this revelation right at that moment that just makes her um, click into God mode. Um, but I don't. I didn't really. I didn't follow it. I guess. Because it, it says that like Masana was an insect and she was a mountain, and she was and Masana was only going to hurt herself trying to push against the mountain, and because of some 
weirdness about Masana having lived a privileged life because it was in the Age of Legends and yes, because Egwene knew more about struggle. That, that, that was more how I I bought it. I bought and really liked that part of it. That, yeah, that it, it was that, about Egwene. Egwene clawed her way. Not necessarily clawed, but like Egwene, like Egwene had to like stumble and like carry her, this weight and various stuff through up her obstacles to reach like where she is. Yeah, and I guess that she she had honed her will to such a degree that it was just unbeatable. Yeah, that's I that's get, I, yeah, sure. Well, I, I think the fact that it's in the dream world leads a little more. Like it, it being in the dream world, I think leads a little, makes it a little, makes it more believable. Since especially since that was Egwene had so much focus and that that was so much focus and training in it. I, I, I mean, the other the, you could argue while well, Masana's a forsaken, she probably does too. I. But it's but, she, she, but on the other hand, she was never said to be as good as Mogedian or Lanfear. Right. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. So and, and so I'm that or Ishmael. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Ishmael. Yeah. So I, I'm like inclined to all of those factors combined. Like I buy. It. Well, and ultimately, it, it's still a her defeating Masana is a character thing of that speech you were just talking about where Egwene says I struggled I did this I've like conquered all these things and you like it's about her character yes Uh, and I I guess something about it just felt off to me it it, it didn't didn't follow I I don't know I I see that I I see what you're saying I I don't totally disagree but ultimately it does it, it ultimately works for me because of like why she's able to do it mm-hmm. uh, just overcoming her character's obstacles and whatnot yeah and I guess the other thing about Egwene is that she she's trying to rework the relationship between the Hall and the Amberlin to try to make it less uh, sketchy and secretive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the way how she gets the hall to vote on letting them um, coordinate the army for the last battles, and then she rules. The, she she takes care of the monarchs, and then they oh. realize too late that one of the monarchs is Rand. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. like, "Oh God!" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, I Egwene Paul Egwene politicking all the Egwene politics stuff throughout all the books is great. <laughs> that that that's one of my yeah, like that's one of my I mean the eyes that I politics in general I enjoy a lot. Um, yes. There's just, so much going on there. Yeah, and, and it's and, and it's a little different than politics and a lot of other types of um uh series and like it's it's much more interesting than a lot of the noble politicking in yes. the series, which yes, it is. in general, I'll say this is largely boring unless Rand's involved. And then sometimes it's really cool. Uh, but the eyes that I stuff is really neat, especially yeah, when Egwene's involved. But mm-hmm. uh, I, it also is funny that Rand, uh, that Rand out politics her in that, she, that opening scene where he's like, I'm going to break the seals. And she, and, uh, and basically manipulates her into gathering his army for the last battle 
for him. <laughs> to be fair, and, she was trying to go against the original Amerlin, um, and that's that. That's hard to do. The original, the Lucerne. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, like I, I see that. Well, and, and Rand uh, did play. He played to her ego with the whole like the he evoking the seals and like he 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 definitely like played pretty like he played that well and he was not like Rand held the cards in that exchange despite the uh visual slash optics of the whole scene seeming otherwise on paper so to speak (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah that's a yeah that was just kind of a funny um is uh one of those yeah uh, kind of mini mini fist pumping moments yeah but but not like his not not like in a gotcha, but like oh that's a really that's like a cool scene because uh, like you want because both the characters are great. Yes, <laughs> then you're just like oh this is a win win regardless yeah. of, uh, of of who comes out on top here. Um, we should uh, note that Egwene would never have beaten Masana if she'd been uh, murdered in her sleep. All right, yeah, we can talk about this. <laughs> so, so, how would she have? How would she have been murdered in her sleep, John? <laughs> well, she would have been murdered by these um, creations. Um, the, the, these creatures created um, by the dastardly Sanderson um, called blood knives. Are they? Wait, are they? Are they Sanderson creation? Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. Okay, and they are. They are. They're employed by the Shanchan. They're dead, and they they only have a um, they they have. Are they dead well, or I they died? That. I don't know if they. Yeah, they, I... they they had they 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 are dead, but an but animated in a way for only a certain period of time. Hmm. But they just um, are impossibly fast. And aren't they pseudo? Are they like you, tough to see? Or they are. They are tough to see. Yeah. They, they look like just shadows yeah. if you're fighting them. But um, so yeah, Gawain, uh has struggled with uh, his relationship with Egwene in this book and being relevant. And he's being um, all protective boyfriend, but right, he, yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't know anything, and he keeps <laughs> messing things up. Yep. Um, and he continues to hate Rand, yep. <laughs> even though everyone tells him, that Rand didn't, Rand didn't kill, didn't your, kill mom. your mom. <laughs> so um, Gawain, Gawain actually, after he, because he, he Egwene sets a trap for Masana's minions, and Gawain spr- springs it too early, and he, he's he's just he's just he just fails, and then he goes off to um, Camelin for to give her space, which is actually a really smart thing to do um, yeah it was and uh, he talks to Elaine who just utterly routes Gawain's image of his hatred for Rand in in multiple ways first by saying like 
I think just saying like everyone is telling you that Morgay's that, that he didn't do it. Yeah, and it's like so, and it's like okay, so what's your plan? Let's say you get past his one power and and run him through. Okay, so you've doomed the world yeah. just to satisfy <laughs> your little revenge yeah thing. <laughs> and it's like this is what we were all thinking all along. Yep. Thank yep. you. Uh. But then he um, does make it back to Egwene, and he does beat three of those blood knives, which is really good. It, it is really good. He he's really he's really good at swinging a sword. All right, this is all right. So are a lot of other people. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah. The, but yeah, see, Gwen is he's a good, one of the best. Yes, he is. No, no, it, 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 it is like a point of like it, he he would be a if not S tier. He no, he'd be, he no. I don't even admit like A tier. I would, unless you want to really um, pare down S tier. Um, you've got in in at the top in some way, shape, or form. You have Lan. Um, Rand. Well, not necessarily Rand. Tam. Yes. Um, Land is the main one. Galad, Galad and, yeah, and Galad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's one more, but I'll hold off. Yeah, I'll, I'll I hold was. Off on I was thinking. Yeah. Um. Because that that yes. lends a little too much yeah, hint yeah. as far as where where, where where these guys intersect. But yes. Anyway. Uh. Um, yeah. I. I agree. I well, the tricky thing is that Rand like Rand. Yeah, I I guess I'd agree with that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think Lan is the pretty. Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, Lan. Yeah, Lan I, wins. I, right. Yeah, like I'd have difficulty placing any of them above Lan. Right. So if if you want to put. Lan and maybe one other in S tier, and then someone like Gawain in A. I could see that. Yeah, depends, I guess it depends on how right, many you're rank, uh, ranking. Yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. Yeah, like if it's like, oh well, we're gonna rank all the Ashaman because they fight sometimes without magic or like. <laughs> then then we're like, okay, yeah. Then he'd be like S tier or mm-hmm. like throwing the nobles, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, so he's really good with the sword, but that's yeah, and that's only if that's, if, if you uh, just do. Um, just do a sword and forsake any other weapons combat, in which case Matt is... Right, Matt's your... Uh, well, with other weapons combat, it'd be like Matt and Lan would be... Maybe Glad gets S tier as well. Like, if you're, if you're... if you're, Yeah, if you're... And, like, I... I you maybe know some of the Aiel... Well, maybe any of the Aiel... Or would they just kind of collectively be like B plus A slash A tier? <laughs> but in regards to Matt, real quick, like I get that swordsmen who have trained a particular way for a long time. This is going back to the duel in book three. Yes, in the Watch right. Tower. In the, I get that. that they, glad, yeah. I get that they wouldn't be suited to um, that style. To that style, and so they would get beaten. By a farmer with a quarterstaff. 
But that doesn't mean that just any farmer knows how to fight with a quarterstaff. And I found it kind of strange that Matt did. Oh, I agree. I, I, yeah, this scene, okay, this scene is really cool. But, yeah, I agree that it's, for, for that point in the series, he's is a bit like, he's a bit, He's a bit overpowered in that sense, in that has, po- has, for that point in the series. He, he and, and he's coming out of a Swiss cheese brain mush brain like yeah state right. Like now, it's like well, sure. After book four, he'd be like pro- he progressively become more unbeatable because now he has just mastered combat people in his head. Um, um I, I, and him barely beating Kuladin is like I I buy that, especially since it was in such a chaotic environment. Right? Yeah, and and, and, and yeah, and him having his luck. Yeah, his luck, and, and Kuladin probably going hard, like like them both going harder than the uh, like courtyard fight would have been. Because like they're even though they're going hard, because they're sparring like. It wouldn't. It would have been different than the like. Like they weren't trying to kill each other. So there's that. That would there would be that extra level of like survival in Matt and Kuladin, the Matt and Kuladin fight. Uh, yeah, like we're Which we we're seen. <laughs> but that's another dead horse. It, it is, and like this is also going to be a dead horse. But like if they don't show that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> list of things that are not in the list. The, one of the the few. On the short list of, there's a long list of things to change or cut to like pare down how long the series would take on TV. This is the top, or if not, if not near the top of things not shown that should have been that should be shown on screen. <laughs> but anyway, Sir is not appearing in this novel yeah. for any Monty Python <laughs> fans out there. Oh. Uh, okay, that was a tangent, but... <laughs> anyways, Gwyn's good with a sword, but other than that, not much. <laughs> and he, I, I mean, he does have a resolution to his arc, and, and he fulfills the prophecy of, like, you need to be there for Egwene or she's going to die. Right, yeah, yeah, like, and his, yeah, although some of his uh, more important stuff is, like, uh, is it last, which is, is it last book or Knife of Dreams when he, like, uh, I think it's the last book where he, where he turns back, where he like leaves the, um, Elida camp Elida. I think it's the last book. Uh, God I think Storm. it is too. Yeah, like that, that. That's like the only like change we kind of see in him throughout the series. Um, and then, uh, but well, but he. I mean, he also realizes that he needs to. Because his his comment of saying what Egwene's like, what made you come back? And he says, I needed to learn how to surrender, and he and because he was oh, oh, oh okay, naive. <laughs> but he uh, he'd been brought up to believe that he was entitled to so much. Yes, and as it turned out, he wasn't really angry at Rand about his mom, which is kind of more douchey. But he was right. he was more angry at him because he was just a he was just a, a a two rivers farm boy, and he was going to change the world, and Gowan wasn't. Right. Yeah. And that's just even worse. But yeah, no, yeah, right. But he the, does get past it. Which he, he, he credit where credit is due. But yes, cr- credit where credit is due. Maybe sometimes we're a bit 
maybe I'm a bit too harsh on Goen or Gowen. Although the, the problem is just like a lot of the, a lot of characters throughout the series have parts where they're not like, and this is just a a result of the series being so as long as it is for various reasons. A lot of the characters are annoying in different parts of the series for different reasons. Although Rand having generally less of that just because he has the most like arcs and stuff. But, uh, but like they all also have like really high, high points. Mm -hmm. Whereas Gwyn doesn't really have any of those high, high points. Like, it's, oh, well, he saves Gwen, which is neat, and it's cool that he's... And it's important. Right, it's important, and it's cool that he's that skillful, but there's a lot of people that are really skilled at doing a lot of things in the series. Mm-hmm. So you being, like, like really good with the sword doesn't really... Like, that doesn't really do a lot for your character. No. No, he, he's, he's oh. never going to be one of the heavy hitters. He was never going to be, right. so... Uh, le- le- leading into people that are really good with a sword and are much more interesting, Galad. <laughs> well, Galad going to be our segue, or, or more into... pa- Perrin by way of Galad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, go ahead. One other, th- yeah. you know, what, one other thing. Um, this is this is random, but uh, before we get into Perrin, um, one of the, um, the or it, not even the prologue, but oh, maybe it is in the prologue. Um, you have a a POV by Loyal, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. and he, he describes um, giving a speech to the circle. Am I right about this? The who that Loyal. Gives a speech to the 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 circle in the in the setting. Um, well, if in in case it's not in here, I don't want to yeah, say anything. Yeah. Um, but well, suffice it to say that there's 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 imagery there that's really. That's really chilling. I just wanted to bring it up. It's, yeah, it's not important to, yeah, to analysis can, or anything. Yeah, maybe revisit it at some point. Yeah. But um. okay. Uh, so Perrin, the 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 main, main I would say the main character of this book. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, which is funny because plot wise, he he's he's involved in he touches the most stuff, but it's he, he's not he's not central to like. It's funny because I don't really think he's super central to uh to a lot of the main like events in the book but he touches on most of on like the most amounts of stuff but but what, what but, if he what if he is the main events in the book well or, or, or I should say like cosmic plot wise but like yeah he yeah but I, I I'm, I'm saying that just as in contrast but to, but yeah. to like a Gwen, yeah, or, or so like so like what Perrin's doing is not. It's not like he's growing to. I mean, he does have a huge army now, but he's not growing to lead the White Tower or like it's not. He he's not operating on quite as cosmic of a scale as some of the others yet. Um, but no, he just has he just has a smat, uh, a combination of Ashaman, wise ones. 
and will soon to be white cloaks. Oh no! Yeah, no, no. Wait, and she... he he has at least one, I think, two monarchs that have sworn fealty yes. to him. No, he it it, it is awesome. No, I, I I'm just saying it's it's. I'm not doing a good job of explaining this. Compared to Band of the Red Hand, it's it's pretty. <laughs> well, yeah, I I also like. I, well, anyways, I'm. I, I was more just getting for it's it, it's a lot of it is some cosmic stuff, but it feels more personal. It is ab- yeah, it's absolutely personal. It is which I like a lot. Focused on uh, and bringing his, his bringing his um, and character full circle. Yeah, and in many different and, ways. And Matt fans at me, but this is but parents army is way cooler than the Red Hand <laughs> for the reasons you just stated, <laughs> John. <laughs> You, and, and, you will be added, <laughs> added, added. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and again, that, and I'm biased. I Matt's not my fa- like I don't, Matt's not my favorite character. So I, I like for for parts. Parent is and like he has some particularly strong stuff in this book. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, recapping this book um, makes me have him tentatively as my favorite character again because he was before, and then I wasn't sure. I I I talked about this. I don't think I've no. I wouldn't have done this yet. I I so for me it'd be more. It's like my section of the series where Perrin's like my favorite for the first like four ish, and then Nynaeve I think is kind of my favorite for like the middle section. I say favorite largely in terms of they have. I I really liked the growth and arcs in particular that they had mm-hmm. in those sections and then I would say like right now it's like Egwene for so far for this section mm-hmm. uh, I mean I Rand gets a is, maybe Egwene through the slog and then and then yeah uh, uh, maybe, and then Rand co starring in that role in, yeah in the, in the last book yes yeah I, yeah I, I think that's a safe because like Gwen's best stuff is in gathering so far is in gathering storm but like Rand's some of Rand's most interesting stuff is in gathering storm and now seeing him uh but Perrin also like is now making a <laughs> or, or arguments to be back in that uh fight yes back in that <laughs> yeah um. So, oh gosh. Oh yeah. Sorry. I. Yes. I. Perrin. 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 Uh. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're getting um some close not not total closure but like a lot of closure with Perrin. Um, refocusing on the axe versus hammer. Yes. And and, and wolf versus man, and what it means for um how he moves into the future and how he grows yes yes uh the kind of big character moments being that he uh so he well first of all the training the dream sequence training montages with hopper are really cool yes i really really like those uh I mean, training montages in general are if they're done well they're like really strong uh, Especially if they're '80s montages. Yes, um, I mean, well, my personal favorite is going to be Dagobah from Empire, but that's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> but this is not a Star Wars podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Spe- yeah, speaking. You know what? Speaking of which, um, Perrin, his uh, his uh, what, learning curve um, oh. <laughs> with in in Teleron Triode um, is is lear- he's yeah. he's learning so much faster than Egwene. God, he's such a Gary Stew. <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, the plot needs to move at He didn't earn life. it, man. You could say he's using the force to... Uh, I mean, um, he's, like, dreaming away or dreaming things quick, more quickly than he should be. All right, we're not going to go... I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. It's probably but That's for the an best. entire other podcast, but... Um, yeah, the dream sequence stuff is really cool. Uh because a lot of it comes with him accepting the wolf stuff or accepting how it can be a part of... He can, he can accept parts of it as his identity without mm-hmm. letting it consume him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he And he's, he's, he's basically afraid of losing control. Um, when, and and that, that comes out in him wrestling with whether or not to be, to be yeah. a leader. Yes. Um... <clears throat> And it's he thinks of it as you know he's not afraid of himself being a leader as much as the wolf inside him being a leader, right? And and that's also goes back to like the hammer and the axe stuff yeah. of like. But here's the problem: he was afraid of the wolf inside him long before he was able to talk to them. Right. Yeah. So this isn't he can't he can't pin this on his wolf um, stuff on yeah. his wolf stuff. Not to mention. He he was running with the wolves at one point, and they they were like attacking something, and he just kept going full bore. And he's like, "This, this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the wolf." And and Hopper, the wolves are like, "All the other wolves knew to stop. This isn't a wolf thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's like a good, good moment for that. Yeah, we're just." We're just able to really dive into this stuff with that plot line out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was... Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't mention this when we were talking about Elaine, but this is kind of a detour from some of the more character-driven stuff with Perrin. But him and Elaine kind of negotiate this thing for the two rivers where it's kind of independent... Like it is independent, and Perrin is the lord, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they have good relations with Andor, and they're gonna try and encourage their kids to marry each other or something. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's uh, gonna have to. He's gonna have to be very uh, fruitful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Fayol, but yeah. Anyways, but um, yeah. So yeah, lots of. Uh, stuff with that uh him so he has a couple encounters with slayer which are really cool and tied mm-hmm. into um and kind of his ability to fight slayer is and this is a smart writing with any softer magic system his ability to the his success against slayer is proportional to his own acceptance of his own like himself and how comfortable he is with himself and him accepting the wolf stuff and leadership stuff. Which is really cool. 
Yes, whenever uh, performance can be tied to um, character character, devel- character development. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just a good uh, yes. good recipe for success. Uh, so, th- and that so the uh, big uh, well. All right, so, so the the uh, we should do this somewhat chronologically. So there's the white cloak encounter, the whole thing with the white cloak. Yeah, we we need to reckon with his white cloak clogged past. Yeah, as he notes, the 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 pattern. Uh, there's that pattern again. The pattern um, keeps forcing them in his path, and he has to deal with deal with it. Yep. So yeah, so basically they. Glad and all of his, who's now the leader of the White Cloaks, comes with all the what is runs into Perrin and his party. Uh, stuff happens, and uh, he. Wait, did the trial happen before or after the fight with the Trollocs? Oh, before. Okay, that's the, what the, I thought. The, the, so. Wait, because the bromance is afterwards, anyways. Because Galad, Galad is there, um, Morgaze is outed. Yeah, okay, they, they, so... They know, and so she becomes the judge yes. in the trial. Yeah, so, so parents' trial to determine whether he was right to kill the white cooks he killed or the circumstances around... Yeah, and whether or not he's a dark friend. Yeah. yeah. They, they, there are very specific, two very specific charges being leveled against him. Um and and it's it's some combination of those things. Yeah, the and yeah, so Morgaze is out in the whole her in disguise thing dragged on for so long. But now, but that, now her true purpose is is being shown as a as the, as, as the, the judge. judge. And notably, well, it, and yeah. and then the chronology as you bring up matters because she passes judgment saying he's guilty. Right before he saves Galad, which makes his saving of Galad and the White Cloaks all the more heroic. Yes, right, because he didn't know what his sentence. Yeah, right. Yeah, he didn't know what his sentence was, um, and that's especially fraught because um, um, near the beginning of the book, uh, Moradin and Grendel are talking, and he shows her the prophecies of the Shadow, which shows them that Perrin will die. Oh, so hmm. we're sitting here like, ruh, ruh. yeah, um, yeah, but <clears throat> but at least this particular instance instance yeah, is not going not. to kill him. Um, but yeah, I the I just the Morghese thing. It's fine. I the trial is dumb, but it, it was a plot. It, well, li- no, I didn't think it was dumb. Well, okay, so it's 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 a plot line that needed to be resolved. I was just kind of. I, it was a plot line that needed to be resolved. I, I just was. I just felt like it arrested the momentum of like everything that was going on. I, I don't. Know, I, I, I maybe I, I. I also don't love like maybe a lot of it is also partially the more gaze thing of just. I waited. What's wrong with more gaze? It, it, maybe part of it is just we waited nine books for her to like be the. Do you want less gaze? <laughs> That was good. Um, the, we, we we waited nine books for her to, and her payoff is, it, it's fine. I, I don't I don't I don't I can, have strong feelings about it, but it's. Yeah. I can I can see yeah yeah with with more more gaze. 
I could see that. Um, but to, to me, the Perrin's reckoning was the point of all of it. Right. So the trial was not f- f- uh, filler or anything. I, filler's not the right phrase. Maybe I just like don't. Filler's not the right phrase. Um, it filler's not the right phrase, but it, I, it's just like the way it played out was a little weird, I guess. Um, but the ensuing battle with the Trollocs and Perrin saving Glad is awesome. Yes. And I ship Perrin and Glad. I know, I know. <laughs> they, uh, I think that's the first time I ever like, used that word, ship. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they're, like, like meant to be together. Like, it's just... <laughs> I, I don't I, I love their, like, bromance. It's <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Instead, uh, two, two of the most beautiful people on Earth oh. have found each other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is the two most beautiful. I'm pretty sure that's... I think I think it's the final, like... The two most beautiful non-channelers on Earth. Oh. Because Lanfear. Oh, okay, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lanfear is... In a... In a, uh... In a scale that starts to matter as much as... In the scale of beauty, beauty and attractiveness in Randland, which starts to this scale, which starts to matter about as much as power levels in Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> the we do have the clear S tier is Lanfear, Glad, and Berylene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, but but everyone else is uh, either bigger and stronger or more beautiful than the last person we encountered. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> um, yes, that happens, Glad and Berylane. And speaking of Berylane, uh, we do get, um, I, I think that the idea is that Fael's time in Malden did make her grow as a person. Yes. <laughs> None of that growth was very apparent in the Malden scenes, and it's we kind of just see the after effect of her behavior here, which right. is better than it used to be. Fail. Fail. Yes. Yeah. She's even the the ways scene in the Shadow Rising. Yeah. She's she's like she's like she's sorry for that. Yeah. What? She's sorry for F- that? Fail's not sorry for anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, no, no, no characters. Uh, well, almost no characters ever apologize for anything, but yes, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and Nynaeve does so through gritted teeth. But yes. That's, the, that's... that's another thing. Um, and and she's finally dealing with Barrelane herself. As she... She should have always done that. Yeah, I Be- never got... Because she's... she's She's better suited to the task. She she her skill set is better suited to that than parents. Hundred percent. But but she wanted parent to do it because prove my prove you, lo- prove my love lo- me my your love to me stupid. Yeah yeah she don't she doesn't have to she doesn't need him to do something he's bad at anymore just to prove himself to her and that does show growth. Right and. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I in general, I, I in general don't like the Berylane Perrin kind of sort of romantic subplot. I, I, I just, I, I maybe part of it is colored by just we like 
a large part of when we see it is the Malden is the whole rescue arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I just don't, I just don't. It, it, it's it's definitely. I, I just I don't buy that Perrin would ever even consider that. He doesn't uh, though. Well, er, 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 he doesn't. The... He's he's trapped by, um, basically he's trapped by his his own stupidity. Yes, yes. Barrelane's guile. And Fael's immaturity, right? And, and it's just a whole mess of and, all those things together. And that's true. so. I guess, I guess then maybe it's more. It's maybe it's more annoying. Maybe it's just that it lasted for book wise so much of the series, or that it felt like it was going on from like whenever they're first all together in book six or something through now. Uh, that like it, there's a resolution until now. I guess. Um, maybe that just more it feels like it drags, but yeah, yeah that that I can see. I but I I do like how it's not a very typical love triangle yes. because there's yes. not there there really isn't there there's no love from parent to Fairlane. Yeah, I, in either direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she doesn't. Right. She. She she sees them as like a challenge, basically. Well, she, she if if this came up in other books, I'm not sure, but we learn here at least that um, she saw him as a tool, or yeah, to tie herself to the Dragon Reborn and thus ensure Mayin's survival. Right, but, but because trying to do that herself didn't work back in like right in uh, they're, 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 <laughs> yeah. her actions are not coincidental. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh. Um. So let's see. Um, I want to bring up the thing that we avoided talking about with uh, the the, oh. the the two things yes. w- with the with the the books overlapping. Um, Rand's dragon mount scene is seen by Perrin and the wolves, and it's and the wolves are like, this is. The it's it's really really good. It's, sorry, it's 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 the moment when they say um, the last hunt will either begin or not begin. Uh, one path one path leads to the last hunt. What about the other path? And they're quiet. And Hopper says the other path does not lead to the last hunt. All <laughs> honestly, all of the language in like I mean, sometimes they're like they're in certain sections they get repetitive, but. All the wolves stuff gets some of the best lines dialogue wise. The, yes. What's this? They uh, they've captured Shadow Killer. The the line from, Shadow yeah yeah they Killer. Shadow they, Killer. They, uh, we, uh, we come. Yeah we yeah like they, there's like there's a lot of really like just a lot of the way that they talk and interact and mm-hmm. um and maybe it's just refreshing that they don't use a lot of dialogue when so many other characters use a lot of dialogue. <laughs> I uh, think that that is. Yeah, it definitely adds to their mystique. Yeah. Um, is it is there um actually some American Indian influence there? I would, I would, maybe. I mean, some sort of more nature based religion mythology. Type like I, I I would guess yes, but I don't. I want to. I I agree. I want to. I agree. I want to say yes, but I don't know enough about uh, Native American. I think wolves are um, 
native to like Canada. Yeah, I I, I want to say yes, but I. But it's I, yeah, just, I have no idea. It's just a thought. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, see where some of his lights, some of the theological or mythological influences come from. Um, but you have the dark cloud around Rand, and then yes. the light breaks through, and then it's and then it's name. like this. If if that had gone the other way, it yep. would have led, <laughs> it would have led to nothing. Yep. and that's just like I, if we we were really in Rand's head at that moment. But now we we just got a, another sense of how huge that turning point was because it was like, oh, this is huge for Rand and it was right. but it's also huge, huge for, for the world everybody yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm glad we got uh, reminded of that and, and Hopper was so happy and then he died for the second time yep <laughs> everyone cries yep it, that one it, that one doesn't um, that one doesn't hit me particularly t- hard I mean it's sad but um but yeah, it, it's yeah, it's sad to see him go. But yeah, but Johnny, the Hopper's name is the second letter is an O followed by two cons of the same consonant, just like Dobby. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. And I guess that just leaves. Um, well, there's two. There's two big things I'm thinking of that we still need to talk about with Perrin. There's one of which is another segue from mythological stuff. <laughs> um, and the other or, is the, and the other is the Matrix. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so after we should we should mention talk about how after the battle, um, the 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 thing with the the white cloaks is definitively resolved. Yes. So after the Galad Galad um, gives him a lighter sentence. To basically save the it's world. Just a fine. <laughs> yeah, like well, it's, no, well, no, he he delayed an, an un or, unsaid sentence to save the world, and then he he charges him a fine instead, presumably due to his mom's more gazes, and this is where she shows her other purpose. How she says, making making moving throughout the world morally is not just about flipping a coin. Yes, right, right. Yep. And I think that played a huge part in getting him to just reduce the sentence. Um, and then by our suicides, basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it was really great well, that Bornhold was the one to kill him. Yes, because, yeah, because Bornhold was... Re- so, um, Bayard tries to kill Perrin. Right, and then and then and Bornhold, then, who's who was the one that was originally wronged by the dark friend who would have. Oh yeah, that um, was yeah that, that was the other charge that yeah. he killed um, Jeffrem Bornhold. Yes, and this is Dane Bornhold, his, his son, son. Yes, and it wasn't even when he killed Byar. It wasn't even some. He just did it on instinct, like it. He, and it was out of an innate sense of morality. Yes, like you shouldn't attack someone whose back is turned. But he's he's away from the moment, and he's like, I, I just killed someone I was friends with for a long time for someone who is my I enemy mean, for, until like right now. Yes, no, and it's that's, a, that's really that's really yes, good. it's a that's a really good character moment. Uh, yeah, so now we get to so 
Perrin forges. Well, Perrin and so Perrin, uh, while uh, in a really epically written scene, forges uh, the first power rot weapon in, in since in the age of yeah of years. thousands of years with the help of Neald Neald. Uh, it's it's, it's Neald Neald. Uh, some of the wise ones and is that. What, is there another maybe, other, uh, maybe other Ashima. Yeah. Um. But Neald starts it, and he... Yeah, he... Though, he does something that he doesn't even know how he's doing it. It's and like then, instinct, yeah. And it's instinct, and then I get how the Ashman copy him, but then how do the wise ones copy him? Because they can't see it, yeah. Right. I... Yeah, I... Because reasons. Yeah, because... Yeah, because it, it is kind of a, like... Eh, it's... Would they? Yeah, would they really know how to do that? But it's fine. It, it it's cool, and it's ultimately more about Perrin's character stuff, which is, makes it okay. Yeah, him. It's about him moving forward away from being just a blacksmith. Yes, and giving himself the power to choose between wolf and man, between, hammer and axe, between yeah. hammer and axe. Between leader, even leader and blacksmith, because it would always be a part of him. But as he says earlier, and this line really encapsulates it for me, what if he was a complex man who had once happened to live a simple life? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good line. Yeah, that's a really good line. Also, quick note that um, we we got an, we got another bubble of evil in this book. Um, and it is another bubble oh, of yeah, this is... that um, makes people's weapons turn against him. The thing is that this time, before Perrin had the axe and he almost got killed by the axe, this time he had his his old hammer, um, his original hammer, and it didn't attack him um, because only he, him seeing it as a weapon is a him thing. It's yes. not an anybody else thing. Right. Like, like yes. even the Dark One doesn't necessarily see, see the, it right, as a weapon. Right, yeah, the hammer. Yeah. I'll bet no one else thought it was strange that it didn't come to life. It was just him who was like, why didn't my hammer come to life? And everyone else was like, bro, why would your hammer come to right. life? It's a blacksmith's it's, tool. Right, he's like, oh, yeah, that, that is that, that that is a neat detail, even if I'm tired of the bubbles of evil. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's need the Mahal- Oh yeah, and then it's it's called Mahalanir, and it's a hammer. <laughs> that sounds really and it's, familiar. It's, it's 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 a magic hammer that's forged in a scene where a where a where a really buff dude uh, <laughs> where a really buff dude reconciles visually reconciles uh, and comes to terms with different parts of himself. <laughs> uh can you yeah, so imagine? <laughs> p- parent is Thor confirmed. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really, really awesome scene. Um, now, um, Mahalanir is the old tongue for one who soars, or he who soars, hmm. which I could have bought that applying to Thor, because at least in the movies he, he, fl- he flies. Yeah. But I guess it's from the Germanic root that means to grind, so you grind or crush. Yeah, um, seems, I which mean, 
Which the hammer would do to Trolloc heads where it swung at them. <laughs> um, I it, it looks like actually it might be um, connected to the word mallet, which makes sense. Hmm. Sorry, I'm, a, I'm an etymology geek. Yeah, well, yeah so there's some black, more blacksmith-type tool-based things. Yes. Uh, so, last... Lastly, for parent stuff, Perrin uh, versus Slayer. Well, yeah, yeah, that and all the stuff in the White Tower, which is the and same. the oh, the White Tower, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, but Perrin versus Slayer is just a really cool fight in the Dream World. Yes, and it it would be really good visually. Oh I, I would, yes, I would love to see that on screen. Um, I wish they would make a show about this. That'd be, um, that'd be really. Yeah, that'd be cool really idea. something. Um, but the the bet you're right. The better scene is when he just well, so, waltzes so, in and just ruins Egwene's life. Yes. So the so this is during the battle against Masana and the Black Aja in the Dream World, uh, and so Egwene and her team, good her team, not Dark One, are doing their thing. <laughs> And team good guy. Yeah, yeah, team good guy. Oh yeah, and then and then first, first Egwene is like instinctively lashes out at him and ties him up with rope, and he's just like, nah, nah, man, these ropes are loose, and they just fall off. Yep, it's great. <laughs> and then Masana, or no, it wasn't Masana. It's not it her. Was, it's it was, someone it was, else. It was another black object. Yeah. Bale fires him, and he's like, "You're not bear, bale firing me." And then it doesn't happen. It just, just yeah, either I, yeah, forget if it either. Starts... He, he 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 matrix hands. Yes, the yeah, bale yes, I know, I I know he. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I specifically remember him mm-hmm. sticking out his hand to do it. And he's like, "It's just a weave, Egwene." And, she, and she's like, "It's not just a weave." Her like, I, I'm just visually just watching her head like explode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's is, like, yeah. It, I, this was obviously before she confronted Masana, and it's like maybe that had a hand in making her. I think it did. Get, I'm, I'm inclined the, the rest of the way towards. Yeah, I've like Messiah Dreamwalker or whatever. Yeah, I I think it did. Um, but that's great. It's it's also a great interaction because Egwene's like, I'm really good in the dream world, and I can do this. And Perrin just goes. Uh, LOL, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, as we said before, he, he does learn really quickly yeah. and everything. I just am thinking that, like, he had... It, he hadn't been doing it really for longer, but it's that type of thing where... It's 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 the unconventional way into something... Yes. And, and the, the the formal training would not necessarily that she had with the wise ones is not necessarily going to make her the most powerful person in the dream world, right? Um, like some of the trial trial by fire stuff with Perrin would, uh, as we see, grow him what is leaps and bounds past Egwene in the dream world. And for all of the wise ones' skill with the dream, they're still only human. Right. Whereas the wolves and Teller and Riode are like 
Right, yeah, that's are, their... Are so linked. Yeah, well, that's how, they're like... they're just like, this is our world. I mean, that's how when Hopper dies, like, in book whenever, like, earlier... Book one. Yeah, 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 book one, like, he's still... His spirit, or whatever it would be, <clears throat> is... They is still there in the yeah. dream world. <clears throat> Which is either because that doesn't happen to humans, or because humans I... don't have the type of control to do that, or... Whatever. They're, yeah, they're, they're intertwined with the right. dream world. Yeah. They give him better instruction than uh, a, a two legs would. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that's a really awesome scene. 